Welcome to the Redemption Unveiled podcast, where we believe Christians should be the absolute leaders in relationship health. I get it. Relationships are stressful. They're hurtful and confusing. Most of us aren't even sure how to handle the painful betrayals or how to put up boundaries. However, we should feel confident in how we handle our relationship challenges. So be sure to join me every Wednesday on this podcast to become clear in how to handle these difficult things, which is key to living the life we are called to and feeling connected to the God that we love. Hi, I'm Haley. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get going. Welcome back to the podcast. Did you know that Redemption Unveiled podcast is one year old this month? It did not hit me until just recently that was like, oh my goodness, it's been a year since I started the podcast. Not going to lie, I have learned so much. I am grateful for every single person who has listened and messaged me and left a review and all of those things. So thank you. My podcast this year, I haven't done the math of all of them, but I know that I've had over 20,000 people listen and download to the podcast, and that is awesome. So thank you. I want to also tell you, I would love it if you are listening, if you've been listening and you haven't left a review, I would love that so much. It actually really helps your podcast to have reviews, and I would really appreciate that. So if you could just take a pause and give me a quick review. That'd be awesome. Now, I thought it'd be kind of fun to do a flashback of one of my most popular episodes of the year. This episode is with my mom and a discussion we have of just what it's like to be in the toddler phase of life. It is funny and very relatable, and I know that all of you guys enjoyed it the first time, and you'll enjoy it this time. So enjoy. I'll see you guys back here next Wednesday. Bye. Hi, Mom. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Haley. I am very excited to have you here as we are focusing on motherhood and just life. And obviously, you have greatly impacted my mothering journey. Because well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> for the positive. <laughs> probably I hope every so for that too. Probably every mom has impacted their children, but some people probably feel it was more of a negative, but you have been very positive. Um, so a little bit of kind of our background of you have seven kids and I'm the third of your seven. Yes. And what I want to talk about today is the very start of it all. You didn't really start with the idea of having seven kids, but just one thing led to another and then you had seven kids. (laughs) Yeah, some people really go into life or marriage and say, oh, I want a big family. Yeah, that's how I was. You know, and, but I hadn't come from a big family. I was the youngest of three three girls. And I knew I wanted kids. I knew I loved kids. But I didn't really say, oh, let's have a big family. We took them one at a time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just how God led us it was easier I think taking one at a time than thinking oh I have to get to this point but yeah it's definitely a journey yeah absolutely um so I kind of want to go back to the beginning of it all back when you and dad first started having kids you were young you and dad got married young yes yeah we were 18 and 19 when we got married so very young uh I was 21 when we had our first 
a child, but I started really wanting to have kids within, after the first year of our marriage. So we tried for about a year, and then we ended up having our firstborn, Zach, uh, when I was 21. And then you had your second? 20 months later, we had our second. And that really was, you know, having children for me was really my ultimate like desire in life. Like there was something. And to tell you the truth, I had really been a little disappointed in most of the major things that people tell you are a big deal in your life. Right. Up until that point. Like I got married and my wedding day was kind of chaotic disaster you know (laughs) the the first time you have sex your graduation like all those things were like okay so (laughs) that's not as big a deal as I thought it was gonna be or that wasn't really what I was expecting but when I had my first child it was like everything that had been asleep inside of me came to life And I really knew at that moment that, like, that's what I was created to do. First time in my life, honestly, that I felt that fulfillment of, like, this is what I was created to do. I can do this, and I'm going to be good at it. That's cool. I bet that was really, I don't know, exciting to finally feel like you had something in your life that had been built up as a big thing, but it wasn't a big disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Well, because let's just face it, there's a lot of things in life like that that you're oh, like, absolutely. And then you almost feel bad because you're like, oh, wow, I was supposed to be really, really excited about that, but I feel kind of disappointed. Yeah, absolutely. So that's just kind of life in general with right. these, when you have big expectations of certain events. Right. But motherhood was like childbirth and motherhood was everything. I mean, it just, consumed me I was just so I I didn't sleep even when the baby slept you know everyone complained but I couldn't sleep because I was just so excited about my baby you just felt like you almost came to life yeah I -hmm. did that's cool so you had Zach and you loved it so then what happened so then we turned right around and he was the like you know your firstborn perfect baby like we could take him anywhere he never fussed he never demanded anything. He was just so good. And we're like, we can do this again. Mm-hmm. So at, you know, he would have been just close to a year old when we decided to get pregnant again. And she was a surprise in the fact that, first of all, she was a hard pregnancy in the fact that she really was very active and kicked and like, kicked me all night long when I was trying to sleep and and just made this impact even before she was born. And I just got in my head that she's going to be a boy. And you didn't have ultrasounds that told gender back at no, that point. No, they were just starting that. Uh, didn't really, my doctor didn't want to do ultrasounds just to find out the sex for the baby because they still didn't know all of the, the safety yeah, and stuff. In 1985? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so she was born. I thought she was a boy and she was a girl and she was very independent. I mean, from the time she was born, but wasn't just extremely hard baby. She didn't want to nurse. And so after about six, seven weeks, I gave her a bottle and, you know, so we went down that road that was, was different. But then, so then we were like, wow, these two are incredible <laughs> people. 
And so let's have a third. That is Haley. (laughs) So two years after Hannah was born, we decided to have a third. Well, right about the time I got pregnant. she, I mean, it was really, she was probably only one, a little over one when you got pregnant because me and Hannah are almost, we're a little shy of two years apart. Right. A little yeah. more than two years apart. Yeah. Right. So. so, yeah, she was one. I get pregnant again. And all of a sudden, then she turns into this monster, this fit-throwing, <laughs> hair-pulling, biting, just mad. I've said she was the only child that I ever met that stomped. When she crawled. So. <laughs> I'm like thinking of my kids right now. I'm like, oh, who do I relate to that? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So we had our third and I had, I was 24 and had three children under the age of four. Wow. And I, at, during that time, after our first, our family had bought a business in Mississippi and they moved us. So I moved away from all my support system, my sisters, my, the grandparents, everyone. Like we were just, we moved to Mississippi and I had these three little kids and it, it it was, it was a really hard time. I cannot imagine. (laughs) Yeah. To just not have, you know, you don't have anyone to help you. You don't have anyone to watch your kids. You don't really even have any friends because it's a new place. And it was, it was just a very lonely, discouraging time for me. I remember you telling me stories of kind of right after I was born, several things that had kind of happened, um, about Hannah and me. And so can you tell some of those stories? So you have like this young mom who has now found her fulfillment. And I, my personality was also like, okay, I'm going to be the greatest mom ever. And my kids are going to be these great kids. And all of a sudden, you know, I really believe that I could handle this. I could handle anything. But there were several situations that I'm like, Okay, that was not my greatest parenting moment. I mean, there were times when um, there was one instance where I had all the kids buckled up. You were a newborn baby. I went to this gas station and I know you all can judge me, but any mom's going to know that feeling of like everyone was in their car seat. I was like three minutes from home at this little quick stop that we always stop at. And I pulled in and I left the car running and I was like, I just need milk. I but just back need then milk that was probably pretty normal, I would think. I mean, it's not, right? I mean, it's not quite like it is today. Uh, it was somewhat normal, but <laughs> somewhat it was also apart. like, I've got to do this really quick. Yeah, like, exactly. you know, okay, okay. like, I hope no one sees me, but I cannot get everybody out of the car to get a gallon of milk. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I get that. And so I run in. And this is a quick stop where there are windows around all three sides where you're checking out. And I pulled into this this driveway and we had this car and it was, it idled really fast. So I'm paying for my milk and all of a sudden I look up and my car is in reverse flying around from one side of the quick stop. Oh my gosh. Clear around to the other side of the quick stop. <laughs> I mean, and I cannot imagine. I'm like, 
oh my gosh, that's my car and my children are in it. And did you think somebody had stole it or did you? I had no idea, but I look and it actually, and this is so scary, it actually hits the big pole right in front of the gas pump. Oh my gosh. And it had went like our car when you put it in reverse because it idled too fast. It was like a Lincoln Continental. It had all these like fancy, why we had a Lincoln Continental, I have no idea. But we, it went around. And so I run out, I drop everything. I run outside. Oh my and gosh. it's Hannah is sitting in the driver's seat. She has. She's two at this point. She's two, barely two. And has just oh my gosh. unbuckled herself. I'm thinking of Shabbat right now. <laughs> gotten out of the car seat put the car in reverse it goes zach's sitting in the back of his car seat still buckled up like the good firstborn <laughs> child that he is yelling hannah did it hannah did it and you as a newborn are either sleeping or screaming i actually can't even remember but Hannah thinks she's getting a spanking, which she got lots of spankings. So <laughs> she was screaming, you know, and crying and scared. And and I can't get into the car because when you put it in gear, it automatically locks. Oh, my gosh. And the keys are in it. And I'm trying to remember this code on the right. outside, the combination to my car. It was just like one of those, you know. And I look at the car and I'm like, okay. Like, there's a little dent in the bumper, but it's really not that bad. I'm just going to get my milk and carry on and go home. So I call Rob, I call your dad, and I'm telling him what has happened. And he was like... Do you love the Redemption Unveiled podcast? Are you excited every Wednesday morning when it comes out? Let me tell you where you belong. You belong with me in the Redemption Unveiled community. We are a group of women who are dedicated to staying connected to God, even though we're really busy. Every Monday, we start our week off right with a Monday Mindset podcast. And every Thursday, we dive into God's Word to see what we can find. With ongoing prayer support and an Instagram for communication, I absolutely love it. And I want you to be a part if it sounds fun to you. Unfortunately, it's not open to join now. However, you're going to want to get on the wait list because that is going to give you the best deal and the earliest access. So head over to redemptionunveiledcommunity.com today and get on that wait list. I'm so excited to have you be a part. Let's get back to today's episode. Well, what are you doing leaving the kids in the car when you go into a store? And, you know, all of you mothers that are, I was a stay-at-home mom. He worked every day. So I'm with the kids Right. 24-7. I'm exhausted. I have a new baby. And, you know, first, one of the first times in my life, I just broke down and I said, I can't do this. Like, I can't get milk and get everybody out of the car. Oh, my gosh. Like, I yeah, three like, is so hard. Three, you know, one in the seat, one toddler who wouldn't listen to anything that I said. Right. You know, and you're already, you, you're you beating yourself up, but you cannot, like, oh, don't you dare. Right. Like, don't. You dare right. tell me how easy it is to just get milk. Like, <laughs> and so, so he true. gets home and I'm like, well, at least the car wasn't hurt. And he is like, Shelly, the car is completely bent. <laughs> like the whole frame of the car on both sides, it hit so hard that it was like totally and completely buckled. 
I mean, it cost us thousands and thousands oh of gosh. dollars to get it all straightened out. And it was never the same, the car. You know, <laughs> Poor but to Lincoln me, I was Continental. like, well, that doesn't look good. He was like, that is not a natural contour to the car. <laughs> like, it is buckled in half. And so that was like one moment. There was another time that I, right after that, I went to Walmart. And I'm trying to get, I'm parked up next to the sidewalk. And the cart is on the sidewalk. And... I'm getting Zach out of the cart, and I put him in and buckle up. I get Hannah out of the cart. I buckle her You up. didn't leave us in the car that time. No, I took you all. <laughs> and lo and behold, I looked at I'm trying to get gro- – I've got groceries on my arms. And I look, and you're in your seat in the side of the cart. And I'm the cart is rolling. I'm trying to get Hannah in her car like seat. Like down a hill. Yeah, down the sidewalk. Well, it hits the – it hits the curb coming off into the parking lot. It hits that and flips over you. Oh, my gosh. In your seat. And, of course, there's groceries everywhere. There's kids screaming. And, like, you're asleep. And this cart has went to the parking lot, flipped over you, and you're still asleep. And, like, in your little car seat. And I'm like, once again, I'm like. Didn't, didn't women, like walk by like two old ladies or something i thought you said oh, it. it just feels like you're always being judged right like, why in the world is this this woman maybe three kids at 24 was too much for you ma'am <laughs> yes yeah and you know and this i'm a very prideful person so i'm thinking uh i'm not nailing this right now thank goodness they were there wasn't pinterest at the time but you know, because I, w- I wasn't a Pinterest mom. I go from this person to think I can do this. I am mother of the year. I can nail this parenting. And just realize that this is a lot. And I'm really not doing that great of a job. And you want your kids to be safe. I, I left you on a coffee table of my sister-in-law's at one point, And I ran to Walmart. And I was like, seems like something's missing. Like. <laughs> And you were sitting in your seat once again asleep. I mean, I sound like I was a terrible mom, but honestly, any of you guys that are living this knows that every day that you put your kids to bed and they survived and you survived, you're actually doing a great job. Yeah, I know. I I actually am so thankful that growing up, you were so honest about all of the things and that experience because... As a mom, like, honestly, with each baby that I've had, I've had a moment or those days that you're like, that was so defeating. Like, right. I feel so defeated right now. And I can remember, which he, he, with each kid actually having these days where, like, I can remember one time with Epsi, I went to the mall, I was running errands, and I don't exactly remember what happened. But I just remember, you know, thinking it was going to go a certain way. And by the time we got home, you know, like screaming fits, people looking at you, trying to try clothes on, like after you have a baby. And I can remember this vivid time of like getting home, getting in bed with her. Like she was just so done and just laying in the dark. And and she was my only one. But like, come here, babe. We're going to lay here. We're going to nurse. And we're going to both just take some breaths because that was extremely overwhelming and discouraging. And I feel like a really bad mom right now for this day, you know, and I, but, you know, I talk to my friends or different people that have little kids and they have these days and they feel so 
like it disqualifies them as a mom. Like if they should have, if they were a, if they were a good mom, they wouldn't have had that day or they wouldn't have made that decision. And I feel like I'm so grateful that growing up, I heard those stories all the time and I knew you were a good mom. Like I looked at you and I looked at the family we had and the life that we had created and such. And I respected your mothering, you know, it like, I want to say attempt your approach, your mothering approach. And I, it's like, I put that as like a piece of the puzzle of this is part of the journey. Like this is just part of it instead of defining these things where if you wouldn't have told me those things, I would have just had this expectation like, oh, it all goes really well. And I talked to other people like, oh my gosh, but you don't understand. I made this mistake. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's okay. It's okay that you made, and you're always so, you're, you're always so good about like when there are tragedies of people that have made mistakes or something as a mom like you're first you were always the voice and like oh my gosh my heart grows out to them because I so relate to just doing your best I do and- think it's really shocking to me that as women and mothers in general that we're not more supportive of each other yeah and sometimes I think it comes from fear because we all know deep down that we're just one you know, mistake, mistake or, or accident away from, you know, having a huge disaster in your life. And when other mothers go through that, I am just shocked. And of course, on social media now, I mean, you don't yeah, even, it might not so even hateful. be your, it might not even be your friends. Right. It might not even be someone you know. It might not even be a mom. But I'm just kind of like, why do you not remember? there? Because I don't believe that there is one mother that has done every single day, every single situation perfect. I don't believe that any mom has was like, oh, well, there was not one chance in a million that any accident could happen. They were always safe. They were always buckled in totally correctly. They were always watched every single minute. You know, as a mom, shouldn't, as other moms, shouldn't we be the most grace-filled people I mean, because if we're honest in any way, like there were so many things that I did really, really well as a parent, but there were obviously moments in probably every single day of your life that you could have done it better or that wasn't really that smart or your child could have got hurt. You know, maybe they just skinned their knee, but it actually could have been much worse if circumstances had been different. And I just have, I just have such a, a compassion and a grace for other moms. I mean, why are we not honest of like, wow, it's just amazing that I were able, able to put my kids to bed all safe and sound like today. Like right. kids are just in general, like accidents waiting to happen. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. I just really, I really am so thankful that you that you were honest about that because it has given me the freedom to understand that you have both. Like you have the complete failures, but you have the complete success as well. Like it's kind of a dance that you take together and the failures don't mean that you're not a success. It just means it's like part of the journey. It's part of, and later, you know, if every, 
you know, thing turns out, okay, you can laugh about it later. But knowing that, I mean, I don't know, I just wish that more moms were really honest in a way that is like, that is so hard. And that way, for me, not like when I had three little ones, three and under, it was so hard. And, and you're also especially it's different, like I have two now, two and under, but it's different now because I've went through it and I, I'm not so like, where are we going with this? Like, this right. is so discouraging. And so I don't know. I also want to talk about kind of that isolation that comes. And like, so you're, you have three kids out of your community with um, having some difficult days, really having some failure. And I just want to talk about that isolation. And I know that so many moms now feel lonely and isolated and probably always, you know, but you have social media now that makes everyone feel like they, I don't know, that we're all, you know, just living one Instagram post at a time. And that pressure is like, why do I feel alone, you know, or why do I feel, you know, I'm sure it was just the same back when you were, you know, when you were a mom, but just not on social media, you know. Well, I know being 24, living in a community, I I had gotten really into um, how I coped was really into my appearance, my size, my, like, what I was wearing. I, I developed, I mean, we had quite a bit of money at the time, so I developed a shopping addiction. Like, so are you saying that because you felt out of control, you almost went to super, like, you controlled the things you felt you could control? Is that, like, you were, yeah, like, obsessed? I never really thought. I just know that in my coping skills at that time, I mean, there was there was still a lot of really broken places in me. And I think one of the best things that I did was realizing if I was going to survive this, I had to really take a journey of growth inside myself. Okay. Because I couldn't give to my kids something that I didn't have. And I, I do think it was really helpful that I was very confident as a mom mm-hmm. to where those one little moments, like you have to build yourself up to where you realize that one parenting mistake does not define you as a mom. Right. You know, one, like you said something too harshly or you, you know, I had a really difficult child and there were times when I knew that I lost my temper or I didn't handle it the way I wanted to handle it. So you really need to go on this journey to find that self-confidence of like, I'm still okay Right. Like, they're still okay. We're going to make mistakes doing this together. And, you know, the isolation is a very, very real thing. My big thing was I was a stay-at-home mom. I had three little children. I was still just 24 years old. My husband could go to work and he would make a product. He would put it on a truck and they would pay for it. Everything. When I defined this of like, what is my frustration? It was such a hard time because everything that I did to keep you all alive and to make your lives better was never done. Like there wasn't a put a product on a truck and get paid for it. Right. Then it was, I cook a meal, you ate it. You know, then I got to change the diapers from the eating. I washed clothes. 
they would wear them. And right. And nothing all the time, ever like, gets accomplished. Right. Like your day after day after day, these are all things that you, on one hand, take pride in. But you're like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> well, when do I ever your... get where you can say, okay, you accomplished this today. Like my house with three little kids, my house couldn't even stay clean right. for even 30 minutes. Right. And none of the, particularly none of your, the kids are saying thank you. And no. maybe you have a husband that says thank you and maybe you don't. Like maybe you have a husband that really appreciates what you do. But maybe you don't. You know what I mean? Like for you, a lot of moms, feel like, it's like. Like for me and the kind of husband that I had, he's a man of few words. I just felt like it was just a given that I would do it. And it was just like you notice it if it didn't get done. Right. You know, <laughs> right. if I hadn't picked up all day long and he couldn't have gotten the front door, he would have noticed that. But right. he didn't notice. It's not things that you say thank you for of like, right. oh, Thank you that when I walked in, you had picked up those toys one million times. And so now I get to walk in without tripping over a fire truck or right. a doll or, you know, any of those things. You don't thank people for those things. Right. I mean, you can, but like that just wasn't our relationship. And so it wasn't even that I didn't feel thanked, but I never felt like I ever accomplished anything. Mm-hmm. Like you were always at neutral and just staying at neutral was like so much work oh like if you were lucky you were at neutral you know <laughs> right, I mean, right. you could have worked your tail off all day long and had so many and the and still ended up behind right you know still ended up with a messy house and clothes that weren't washed and food that was burnt and you know and and worked really really hard that day what would you say to a mom right now who has little kids, who literally feels defeated and alone and just needs to have a little bit of encouragement? What would you say? First of all, that you aren't alone. Uh, if you can find a community of like-minded moms, so even just to be able to talk about, you know, people that, could come into your life and a safe, safe places where you can talk about your failures, your, or your successes. You know, it's just as important that you have someone that's going to cheer you along, but mainly just grace, grace, like you're not doing as bad as you think. It's a very, very hard job because you don't get to see at the earliest it's 18 years, you know, like <laughs> before you get to see the fruits of your labor. Like right. I'm getting to live a wonderful season of my life because, and I tell this to people I meet all over the country, like my children have become really cool human beings that like, right. that I'm proud of, that I can relate to. But you don't, you don't know that when the, you know, the two-year-old is, you know, kicking a stranger or biting someone because they accidentally touched them, you know, or, or throwing fits out in Walmart. You're like, well, don't worry in 18 years, I'm going to see how this all turns out. Like you can't think like that because you're just in survival mode. So just remind yourself that it really does make a difference. And when you're bogged down with the everyday, one of the sayings that I came across and it just brought me so much just peace and reward was 
the greatest thing that you do in your life may not be something that you do or accomplish, but it may be someone you raise. Yeah, that's cool. And I really, like, you need to hear that. Like, that everything that I'm doing isn't just, you know, the fact that I kept you alive today and you ate, but your face was dirty. Like, you know, it's like those things, it's so hard to not get bogged down. But I do feel like you just have to find what brings you life, what brings you encouragement. If if social media is making you compare and thinking you're doing a horrible job, cut it out of your life. Like, yeah, that's good. Cut out the, the crap in your life that doesn't bring you life. You have to be very intentional of having a plan of survival because basically, you know, I woke up with my youngest, with the first three, when you were five years old, I found myself in a really not good place, not good place personally, not good place, you know, mothering. Like you have to have a plan because all of a sudden you'll drift during those times when your kids are little and all of a sudden you're like, wow, that's not really who I am, but this is where I've ended up. And it's not a good place. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really good. Well, thank you so much, Mom, for sharing your story and just all the things you've done for, you know, just me and my life and being able to be honest about the journey of motherhood. So thanks. Love you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thank you for joining me. As always, I love having you here. Don't forget, if you have a relationship right now that's confusing and hurtful, you can download your free relationship guide at yourbetrayalguide.com. And also, I want to encourage you to remember that God has a plan for you. He has a plan for your relationships. He has a path for you, okay? Don't forget that. As always, I appreciate it if you would leave me a review and find me on socials. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.